0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of
1: radio. The all-new and mightier 1090 AM. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the mightier 1090 in Southern California and 98.5 The Band in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer G. Hey Wiley. G, how are you?
2: You know, uh, I'm feeling great because the Rams won, but I'm also feeling bum because they um, won by ten, and that oh, uh, that's right, that proved me wrong.
1: <laughs> I did, I did take the Rams. I thought that they would uh, cover the seven point spread. I, I did not think that they would have to sweat the way that they did. I, I just really like this Rams team of course this was a tough week for them and i think you probably skewed more towards where a lot of the smart money went just because of all the players who were out for the Rams um but yeah they covered they covered the 7 point spread they they did uh beat the Seahawks 20 to 10 big win for the Rams more ways than one again gee if you just look back a little over 2 weeks ago The Rams had lost three consecutive games, and not only three consecutive games. They got blown out three straight times on national television. They got blown out by the Tennessee Titans on Sunday Night Football at SoFi Stadium. They got blown out by the San Francisco 49ers on Monday Night Football. Then they got blown out, or at least beaten pretty handily, I thought, by the Green Bay Packers in one of the highest-rated games of the season, that that was on Fox. They were 0-3 in November. And at that point, GA, they were two games back of the Cardinals, really three games back when you look at the fact that they had lost to them head-to-head. They were behind them in terms of the, the division. So, you know, the odds of the Rams winning the division at that point were pretty slim. You fast forward a few weeks or at least 15 to 16 days later, they beat the Jaguars, no surprise there. But then they go into Phoenix, they go and beat the Cardinals in Glendale uh, in a game where they found out right before kickoff that multiple starters would not play the game because of COVID. This entire week, they have not been able to practice at their home facility. They had up to 30 players on the COVID-19 protocol list. They get a few of those guys back. A few of those guys included Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., Daryl Henderson, And then they beat the Seahawks, and now, gee, they find themselves in a position at 10-4 and where they are tied atop the division with the Cardinals. They're only one game back of the Packers for not only the best record in the conference, but in the league. I mean, again, I did not think a couple of weeks ago that the Rams would be in this spot. Not that I thought that they wouldn't make the playoffs, but, like, I'm thinking no way they win the division, no way they're in the conversation to get perhaps at this point even a number-one seed they're in the thick of things. They're right back in the hunt for what they want to do. And again, they've gone all in this season to play in the Super Bowl at their home stadium. It's not gonna be e- it's not gonna be easy, G. Hey. They go to Minnesota, short week of practice. Again, here we are on a Wednesday. They have to fly to Minnesota to play the Vikings on Sunday. Then they close out the season at the Baltimore Ravens. And then the big game to finish out the season against his, against San Francisco, which here's the crazy thing. They've lost five straight times to the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is undefeated against Sean McVay. At some point, that has to flip. you got to imagine, and uh, hopefully for the Rams, that's this season. But the story of the game, not only the win, but cu- cu- the season Cooper Cup is having, uh, just a historic season by him. It didn't matter whether you went from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, uh, just a record, Breaking historical season for Cooper cup your thoughts on again big Ram's win and a big performance by cooper cup
2: well, I was going to say not only did are the Rams you know were depleted basically on the defensive end, but then for Cooper cup to have such a a phenomenal game and phenomenal season that he's been having is pretty amazing um i mean the rams are defying the odds right now in my personal opinion i i did not have a lot of faith that they were going to win the division or even be competing for the division i thought yeah sure they'll get the wild card sure they'll yeah. win the playoffs but i did not have as much uh faith i think in that some people have where it's super bowl or bust but you're right arash they're they're definitely um they're they're all in you know k- kind of how the lakers unfor- unfortunately and fortunately the lakers are always like this right where they go like Every single year, it's like NBA championship or bust. Rams are on that mentality now of it's Super Bowl or bust. Every single year, we have to make certain moves to be a Super Bowl contender or at least like get to the playoffs, and that that's what they're doing. But man, Cooper Cup, I mean, here's the thing. I think he's now on that national level where people didn't see him before that weren't local are now seeing him because this 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 kind of player has always been there he's just been hurt and he also hasn't he didn't have a quarterback that really truly wanted to throw to him right well now- no
1: well i mean so he, he he had a quarterback that wanted to throw to him but i i, I think The issue is Goff and Stafford. There's no question. Listen, Stafford has had his problems, but Stafford is a better quarterback than Goff. I mean, Goff's favorite target during their time together was Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup, but what he's doing this year is next level, Jihy. And to your point, he's leading the league in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. He is seeking to be just the fourth player. In league history, to lead in all three categories again, receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. There's only been three, Jihei 1990, Jerry Rice, 1992, Sterling Sharp, and 2005, Steve Smith. I mean, that is rarefied air for a Cooper Cup right now.
2: No, I mean, no doubt. I mean, again, like I said, Cooper Cup has always been this kind of a player. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the records he's breaking are are pretty shattering, to be honest with you. I mean, again, I think that now people are looking at him, and seeing, you no, know, what we've all been seeing. So. I'm excited I'm excited for these next three games. I'm really, really I'm obviously excited for the last one. Uh, for all those Niner fans, the Niner gang out there. I know. Um, I'm I'm looking for McVeigh to finally break the streak of losing.
1: It's incredible, them. right? Like we, you know, because I think that they were both on the same staff with Washington and their friends, but like at some point. Uh, you know, five straight games. And again, I was at that game on Monday night. The Rams come in as the Super Bowl favorites and everything. And the 49ers just blew them out. It was at no point close. And so uh, you got to imagine at some point, Sean McVay is circling that game on his calendar and saying, "Hey, and by the way, they could be in position to win the division if they win that game. We'll see how these next two games play out. Again, because of that rare Tuesday night game, g hate like they, they, it's such a quick turn from, they're not playing at home. So again, they, they have uh, a game Tuesday night. Normally you have today off Wednesday. They really only have Thursday, Friday to prepare. Then you hop on a flight Saturday to go to Minnesota to play the Vikings a 10 a.m. kickoff, by the way. So not even like a late game Sunday, 10 a.m. kickoff here locally. That one's going to be tough that I got to be honest with you as good as the rams look right now um depending on how many players they they get to test out a protocol and by the way players could test back into protocol and things like that so um you know again i'm feeling good about the rams right now this sunday just with the quick turnaround uh it's going to be tough for them for sure
2: oh my gosh i can't even I can't even imagine what they're going through considering that they're playing on they play on a Tuesday and now they had to play on a Sunday.
1: I know. You know, so, like
2: that's, that's gotta be, I don't know. I, like, I just think obviously football is a different, an entirely different game. You know, like I played basketball. So being able to go back to back is fine, but not with football, right. No. The traveling, the, um, especially being in COVID protocol now and everything, it's gotta be, I can't, you know, I can't imagine. Um, I'm wondering, do you even know the, um, the spread for this Rams Vikings game?
1: Uh no. I mean, like they they the Rams just won Tuesday night, so I'm I'm sure you know you know there's a there's a spread out there. But listen, I mean the, the tough thing for the Rams is you know no practice today. Obviously, they just played last night, and uh, yeah, have to have to get on the flight and go to Minnesota. Um but gee hey uh, another big game happened last night the lakers played the suns uh again a rematch of their first round series last year big in the sense that the lakers at some point if, if they're if they are to you know be a playoff team to be a contending team have to turn their season around they lost last night not even close i was amazed with the spread the spread in that game was 7 points and i'm thinking i know it's the lakers and you got a lot, a lot of money coming in on the lakers but I, I I had no doubt that this was going to be at least a ten point win by the Suns. They were up by twenty late. They won by eighteen. Uh, the Lakers right now are sixteen and sixteen, and they're in a tough position right now uh, because now uh, they got to play the uh, Spurs on Thursday and then the Brooklyn Nets on Christmas Day. And an interesting stat came about late last night, uh, following the Lakers lost, you know, because again, they are 16 and 16 now. No uh, champion has ever been 500 or worse this late in the season. Again, we, we played 32 games. The Lakers are 16 and 16. I thought it was like an interesting stat, but I mean, if, if we're being realistic here, if we're being like, a, like, I know the Lakers began the season with championship hopes but I at no point during the season have they looked like a championship team but it is an interesting step that no NBA champion this late in the season again you're, you're talking about 32 games in has uh, you know at least they've had a winning record and the Lakers uh, at this point 16 and 16 are 500 I think that they will be below 500 at some point this month whether they lose tonight. Uh, tough spot for the Lakers. Again, but no, no shock in losing to the Phoenix Suns though.
2: No, I mean, the Lakers could not buy a bucket last night. It was just the shooting was incredible. I, I thought, um, I don't know, maybe it was their so- shot selection. Maybe, you know what? Just things weren't hitting. Uh, but, but then again, Phoenix is a stellar team at the same time too. And um, having DeAndre Ayton there definitely helps on the rebounding end, and obviously not having Anthony Davis is you know going to make these guys a below uh, five hundred team? I I'm wondering like how they're going to do against you know teams that they could possibly fare well with or not like compete against because obviously the Suns are a pl- playoff slash championship team. Obviously, oh, yeah. you know the Warriors are a playoff championship team. You know Brooklyn even is a playoff championship team. Spurs man, you know I yeah. mean. So, you know, so their their upcoming schedule will be interesting to watch, and also, will they even be playing their upcoming schedule? Because aren't the Nets um didn't they suspend a game or some something? Well, like so that?
1: that's that's the interesting thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Their, their their game Thursday against Portland has been postponed because they don't have uh, enough players. They don't have. They need at least eight to play this game. That's been postponed. We just found out. So again, Nets Blazers Thursday postponed. Chicago Bulls, Toronto Raptors tonight has been postponed. Uh, This is just going to continue to happen, G.A. This this is going to continue to happen for a while. Uh, And by the way, uh, the Chicago Bulls signed your boy Matt McClung just to at least have the number of players that they need to play these games. It doesn't matter. If you're going to be testing every day, a ton of these guys who are, like, healthy, vaccinated, like, asymptomatic, are testing positive right now. So, um, according to the NBA, they are not going to put a pause on the season like hockey has. The National Hockey League has done two things, by the way. So, they put a pause on the season through Christmas. So, the earliest we could have them come back is is on Monday. They could still push the season back some. I keep hearing it may be through uh, through January 1st. Again, cross-border travel is really hard for the league right now. And the National Hockey League also announced today that they will not be sending their players to the Olympics in Beijing. They, they will use that time to make up a lot of these postponed games. So just a crazy time in sports again the big difference with right now as opposed to last year or uh, at the beginning of covid again you know when you look back to to 2020 sports will not shut down for four to five months that won't happen we won't have games in the bubble we won't have games in front of no fans but we will have postponements we will have cancellations we will have uh you know players miss games Uh, you know, so again, this is going to be our reality looking into 2022, as you predicted. I I really thought we we were past this in July, but I guess not.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I actually could see the NHL being the one league that they may, I'm not going to lie to you. They may cancel it, um, just because of that international play, right. Just because. They they do have four teams in Canada. Uh, I can I can see it happening. I'm hoping it won't. The NBA, however, I love what Adam Silver is doing right now. You know, he's like, we're not gonna stop, just like the NFL. Like, we're not gonna stop. It doesn't make any sense to stop. We now have, you know, ways of combating this. You know, you can get your booster, whatever your, you know, your belief in. And, you know, they're they're not gonna stop. They're gonna keep going. And that and that's what it sh- what should happen because. Granted, there's a lot of money on the table once that happens. And then B, you know, these fans, (laughs) Christmas Day is obviously, for some people, it's the start of the NBA season, like really, truly when people start watching. And to buy a ticket, to go to a game, like all these things, like you can't disappoint those fans, Um, especially when they're they're also... it seems like, you know, these NBA players and all these league players are putting their lives at risk 100%. I'm not negating that. But so are the people that are going to go out there and watch the game. So I, I think I think they deserve this time. They deserve to be able to go and watch, you know, their their LeBron James's and their Kevin Durant's and their, you know, maybe even possibly Kyrie Irving's play. So I, I think that that would yeah. only be fair.
1: Um. G.A., to your point, I think there is 0% chance that a season gets canceled. Way too much money. 15 months of sports being shut down. The amount of money that these leagues, these teams lost is crazy. So there's no chance that the season gets canceled. What you may have happened is, uh, again, it's a harder logistical thing in hockey, again, with the number of Canadian teams, is that you would have the Canadian teams um, – again, for a short period of time, however long, play games either at a neutral site in the US or just move their operations to to the US. Again, they can't have games happen. I am amazed though in Canada, in Toronto, they are playing games in front of 50% capacity. Worst case, again, maybe in Toronto, That, that, that won't happen in the US. And I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. You will not have cancellations in the United States. You will not have 50% capacity or no fans in the United States. With the amount of money that these leagues lost, they are playing this season out. And the in, in the National Football League is going as far as saying, we're just going to stop testing guys who have been fully vaccinated and are showing no symptoms. And again, a lot of scientists are saying, well, That makes no sense. And it's like the league doesn't care. They're going to play out the season. They've sold these tickets. They have TV contracts. These games will be played. The postponed games will be played. And if you bought a ticket, your ticket's good for that game. They're going to find a way to keep as much as they can. Again, at the beginning of the pandemic, and even as they went into the bubble, and even as they came back into their home arenas with no fans, the amount of money that 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 was lost in professional sports, and collegiate sports, but all sports, right, for 15 months, they will not go back. I, so, I, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. Everyone has their own beliefs on that front. There will be no cancellations. That's not going to happen.
2: I mean, I'm okay with this because, you know, in my personal opinion, we, and I think you said this before, Arash, there was no vaccine, you know, two years yeah. ago. There was no way of people being safe and um, being able to go out there and not catch COVID, um, give give it to other people, not be able to combat this virus and stuff like that. Now there is a way. And there is a way for them to, like, kind of halter uh, the virus. So, you know what? We got to all, uh, in my personal opinion, and I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but whatever, we got to just move on and live live with it. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's time to move on and live with it, and that's what the NFL is doing right now. They're moving on and they're living with it. Same thing with the NBA. They're moving on, they're living with it, and they're figuring it out as they go. Um, I'm okay. With, again, I'm okay with this, and I don't think that the NHL is going to cancel. I'm just saying I wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me if they no. Did. Yeah, yeah. Well, by the
1: way, t- to your point, they are the only league that has put a pause on the season, and and again, I think a lot of that has to do with the cross border travel, of the number of positive cases. Uh, so yeah, like this will have an effect on sports, but to your point, and I think leagues are agreeing with you, we are turning the page to 2022 where it's how do we live with the virus? We're not going to beat it. We're not going to get past it where there's no virus, but the variant, if the variant is not going to make you sick to the point where you're in a hospital, if you're going to get what basically amounts to the flu And it's not just sports. I think the country is moving in a direction where we are finding a way to live with the variants, live with the virus, live with it as much as we can. Home testing is going to go up. People are going to wear masks. They're going to find a way to adjust to life with this thing because it's not going to go away.
2: Yeah. Speaking of home testing, by the way, tried to go and get a home test. Sold out. Sold out.
1: Everywhere, right? Everywhere,
2: yeah. Yeah, Tried to just, just you know, just in case. And I think it's, I understand it. It's the holidays, you know. People want to go and travel, and this is the week to go and travel to your families and everything. So they probably want to take the test and just be safe because of uh, maybe grandma and grandpa you are getting to visit for the first time in two years. So you don't want to infect them. I get that. Um, And so, but it was incredible because only two days ago, I had a friend who went to go and get a test, and she was fine. She went and got a test like two days ago. And then she tries to go yesterday, sold out. So if you're trying to go, go as early as possible.
1: (laughs) All right, let's uh, leave it there for now. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the Lakers' loss last night to the Phoenix Suns when we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California and the 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We will be right
0: back with the Arash Markazi Show. And you are listening to a new generation of radio, the All New and Mightier 1090 AM. You're listening to the Arash Markazi Show on a new generation of radio. The All New and Mightier 1090 AM. We'll
1: Welcome back to the Arash Kazi Show on the Mighty Air 1090 in Southern California and 98.5, the fan in Las Vegas. Gee, we touched on it in the first segment. Again, it was a good and bad night in Los Angeles, Tuesday night. The Rams beating the Seahawks once again, tied atop the NFC West with the Arizona Cardinals. But on the flip side, the Lakers, once again, struggling they're back to five hundred. They are sixteen and sixteen through thirty-two games this season, um, and they're 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 in a really tough spot, GA. With Anthony Davis missing at least the next month, the help will not be there. I know I, I've, I've said this a lot. I said it last season. if the Lakers can get healthy, I like them. I like this team. If they can get healthy, if 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 if, GA. They're 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 not going to be healthy. I'm sorry. Whether LeBron misses 12 games, whether like Anthony Davis misses 20 some odd games, this team is not going to be healthy. This team's not good. They are a 500 team. And worse than that, GA, is that when you look at kind of – the next few weeks here, again, no Anthony Davis, no help in sight. By the way, if you thought that if they had made a coaching change, that that would make a difference. Dave, David Fisdale has been the coach for the last three games or two games, and the, the Lakers have lost three straight games. And there's a lot of projections out there, G. And, again, these aren't just Joe Fan or Joe Critic. 538. Basketball Reference, ESPN—they all have these projection machines. Currently, all three of them, and you got to trust these things. These are machines; these are not fans. All three projections have the Lakers finishing this season below 500, with less than a 50% chance to make the playoffs. Now, that to me is crazy. Now, I'm—I'm I'm not going to like argue with uh, these machines. That, and they're probably right. I mean, my, my goodness, I mean, after 32 games, the team is 16 and 16, and they've been as healthy as they're going to be through that time. Again, no Anthony Davis for the next month can't like the the odds there, but GA, I mean, if, if this team does what these projections say, if they fall below 500, if that's how they finish out the season? And they don't make the playoffs. This will be the most disappointing season in Lakers franchise history. But let's focus really quickly on the game last night against the Phoenix Suns. Let's now play um, some sound post game from LeBron James. And LeBron's had to do a ton right now with no AD. Let's hear from LeBron. And also did David Fizdale, who I, I really like Fiz. And listen, if, if he at some point becomes the, the uh, head coach of this team, I wish him well, but this is not a head coaching problem. This is a this is a makeup of the team problem. This is a chemistry problem, and this is a health problem. This this team just cannot stay healthy. So, with that being said, let's now hear from LeBron James and David Fizdale talking to the media following their loss last night to the Phoenix Suns to drop them to sixteen and sixteen five hundred.
3: David, was that kind of a tale of two halves it certainly appeared that way you were with them in the first half and they kind of got hot from three after halftime
4: yeah um you know we we knew that uh they were three for 22 in the first half from three um and they missed some open looks and our focus coming out you know coming out of the half was to limit uh, their opportunities but we didn't do a good job of that we didn't come out with the necessary uh, urgency Uh, To take away the three-point line, Uh, but probably more than anything that hurt us was offensively. We got really stagnant And they do that to teams Uh, you watch them on film. They get teams to stand they get teams to hold and uh, I thought in the second half that was the difference our offense stalled out and it allowed them to play off of more misses in transition and catching us in, in different matchup situations. Is, uh, how difficult was it for Taylor to come back after missing three games almost a week and just trying to get himself back in his business? It's back. This just goes along with what I said before the game is this is unfortunately this is the lay of the land. And this is the circumstances that a lot of these guys are gonna go through, whether it's us, other teams, you know, he was he was literally testing even today and made sure that he got his you know, got cleared today and you know for a lot of these guys to be his last game was so good and then he comes he gets knocked out loses his rhythm comes back in uh we try to get him right back into his groove and he, you know it wasn't his best but I still I thought he really competed defensively so yeah.
3: no no I I just wanted to I, I, I was turning my head to look at um um but You've been on LeBron's teams before, um, and, and he's had two really good performances in the last two losses. Does, is, when he plays like this, like he's been playing, does it feel just a little more, more disheartening to, to lose, even, even though this Phoenix team is very
4: good? The one thing about LeBron, you know, and I don't like speaking for him, but he's not going to get wrapped up in that stuff, and neither are we. Uh, LeBron's looking at all of this as just a new challenge in front of him. Um, you know, after all of these years, he just doesn't get rattled with any of it. He's not a blamer. He's not a complainer. He's not finger pointing. He's going to figure out solutions. Um, and, you know, tonight's just, a, it was just one of those nights. You, you got Taylor one for 13. You got Isaiah one for 11, and who had been playing very well for us. Um, you know, that's, that's a lot of missed shots. We were six for 22 on open threes, I think, or six for 20. You know, against a team like Phoenix, you just can't miss those shots. And I think LeBron is smart enough to know that those shots will fall at some point. Uh, He's just going to keep leading and and keep uh, pushing these guys with positive energy.
0: Fizz, uh, behind the scenes, when you guys kind of evaluate or try to evaluate where this team is (laughs) today, today, um, obviously the sample sizes are are crazy small. Crazy. Is is it still – are you guys still projecting – as to what we think we could be? Or is it still
4: or have you seen enough? Well, we're in the fight. That's the bottom line is it's always just you're in the fight. And, you know, just for whatever reason, this season has just been incredibly choppy for us. You know, we lose LeBron early on. um, A.D., sick, banged up, sick, banged up. And it's like it's just finding a rhythm and a a continuity with the group. Uh, you know, you add Trevor, then Taylon, Austin, and Malik, and these guys go out, and it's just trying to find our groove. Uh, you know, as we go through the season, and at the end of the day, uh, ultimately, you know, if and when we find our connection, we're going to be a really good basketball team, and I think it's going to come together. To, to
0: follow on that really quickly, mm-hmm. Phoenix has had. The opposite of everything you
4: just said. <laughs> like, they've been
0: healthy um, and they have continuity. Hey, it, especially they're, as the they're game, kicking ass. As, as, yeah. as the game wore on, <laughs> is that what you saw tonight from them?
4: Absolutely. You know, that's a team that has really, really jailed over the years. Um, they've gone through a lot of suffering. And heck yeah, they got continuity and they, they've been very lucky. That's lucky to be healthy, you know. And when you put a team with that kind of talent, uh team that's had that kind of pain in the playoffs uh veteran leadership young talent i mean if this is how they will look and they look good they are a good basketball team you can't make the mistakes we made tonight and you sure as heck can't miss open shots against them uh, and think you're gonna keep up with them so um yeah that continuity thing is a big deal and i just really feel like under our circumstances, you know, the guys' attitudes and how they've been approaching this whole thing's been fantastic. And that's, to me, that makes leads me to believe that we're going to be okay. The last two
0: will take off the uh day. If it's who, uh, either on the coaching staff or, or on the roster, do you feel like has been a steadying voice in terms of preaching patience and, um, you know, whenever the latest setback comes around?
4: It's collective, man. Like it's yeah. nobody that is that that's out of step from that standpoint. Frustration happens, no doubt. Getting those film sessions, you got to call out the ugly stuff. Heck yeah, these guys care, man. Like they care so much. You got to think, as guys in there that's never tasted the trophy, you know, they'll do anything to win. And uh, you know, so the, the 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 voice is a collective voice of. Stay the course, stay together, go through the rough stuff, figure it out, and keep being solution-based. And uh, it's being headed up by Frank and LeBron. They have been fantastic from the standpoint of leading us. You know, and even the other veterans have been great. But, you know, obviously this is this is Bron's deal, and those guys look to Bron uh, to be a leader. But he and Frank have been nothing short of spectacular on from the standpoint of preaching patience but holding people accountable, right? It's easy to say be patient and just gloss over crap and act like things are just all great, but it's not and they don't let it seem like that. They are calling people out. We're, we're addressing the things that we need to clean up and those two are really spearheading that. And last question, George Richard on Zoom. Hey Coach, um, I wanted to ask true. you about Trevor Reese he's working to the sports sports
0: sports and tonight and you know, what is he going to do
4: Really bring, you know, many come Man, so good to have him out there. He is—he's a calming, uh, just a calming, calming presence. Uh, his his his—the way he goes about it gives everybody ease. You know what he's gonna do on the court. He doesn't try to do stuff that's outside of his skill set. Uh, defensively, he's just so sound. Had a couple moments tonight where they tested his foot, his feet, and he couldn't slide with a few guys, and that's okay, because he's just coming back. But for just coming back and throwing him in the fire, and you know him finding that, that seeing that ball go in, and him really helping us defensively and communicating and doing, you know, executing our coverages the right way is great, and it's just gonna get better as he gets stronger.
0: LeBron, as you guys go through this stretch with all
5: these moving
0: body parts, you lose a game like this. What's the message you want to give to the team, try to stay the course?
5: Uh, Just stay together. Stay together. Obviously, we know we're in a rough patch right now with um, guys coming back from injury, guys in and out of protocol, um, guys that's injured. Uh, So we're going to just stay together until we come whole. Or as close to whole as possible. Obviously, we got a lot of guys out right now. But um, I I loved our fight. I thought we had a a good fight tonight. We just couldn't um, make enough plays.
1: LeBron, uh, um, are you, you seem to be okay, but what happened there? Did you tweak your ankle on that one play?
5: Uh, I stepped on Jay Crouch's foot.
1: You think you're
0: going to be all right?
5: Yeah, I'll be ready for next game.
0: LeBron, uh, first half you guys seem seemingly like kind of executed the game plan stuff. Turnovers were really low, um, good on the glass. What kind of went wrong in the third And, and I guess, as a team that, you, you know, Phoenix has been one of the best teams in the league this year, and, and this game being sort of a, a, a way to kind of see where you guys are at, where, I mean, could you even use it as that?
5: I thought we had good moments, and we didn't have good moments at times. You know, I thought we had some really good moments in the first half. We had some good moments in the second half as well. But, um, you know, when you hit a law like that, I think they came out on a 7-0 run to start the quarter. I was able to get back into the game, and then we allowed to slip away again. So, um, obviously, um, you know, they – they are at full strength, you know, and uh, we're not. So it's hard to see where we are as a team. But I think, you know, there's points of the game. Where I thought we played some good basketball, um, and there was points where we didn't. LeBron, I
3: don't want to rehash discussions about your minutes necessarily, but when you're you're playing more center uh, for this team, does that change the toll you feel, or, or how does it kind of change the composition of what you're, the minutes you're playing right now?
5: I mean, um, I only played 34 minutes, so um, obviously, you know, Defensive things change when I'm playing at the five. Um, you know, battle versus a lot of the bigs, but that's fine. It made no difference to me. You know, when I'm, if I'm on the floor, i got to make plays, offensively and defensively. Uh,
3: LeBron, the team obviously back down to uh, 500 now. Do you feel like this is kind of a pivotal part of the season? Uh, some, some games coming up uh, young, uh, up-and-coming, backcourt for San Antonio, and of course, Christmas Day.
5: Um, we take every game as its own challenge, and obviously we don't know where we are as far as the lineups and, and guys in and out. We don't know. Of the protocol, so you know it was definitely, um, you know, great to get THT back tonight. Um, obviously, he'd been out for a while, so his rhythm was a, was off. Um, you can see in the game, but it's great to get another body back. Um, so as the bodies continue to come back, hopefully, we can get as you know close to the as possible, you know, in the near future.
0: Hey, right, welcome. Well, Brian, I want to say, lines of question about the Suns removing the comparative aspect between you guys and them. Uh, considering they were the Western Conference representative in the finals last year and their no record right now, like, how do you view them as a team that's out there in the league? Or are they, are they
5: the team to be, are one of the teams to be? Um, you know, in the Western Conference, you've got some really good teams right now, obviously. You know, right now, Phoenix and Golden State um, are just playing extremely good basketball. Um, and for the majority of the season, they've been extremely healthy, um, you know, for, um, so that, that definitely helps as far as the chemistry and things of that nature and you know both teams pretty much brought back the same exact team so you know when it comes to camaraderie and chemistry they have that so you know obviously you know we want to continue to work our habits and you know for me um I, obviously I watch mm-hmm. basketball games on off days every day so you know, I'm watching seeing what's going on in our league but what's most important is how we can continue to get better you know and what we can do you know especially in this tough stretch right now <laughs>
0: Yeah, LeBron, kind of along those lines, um, to, to this point in the season, um, have you seen enough from, from this group when it's been as together as it has been to be like, we can get to this level or is it still more an on-paper thing um, where you think that uh, if things go right, we can get to this level? I mean,
5: I feel like that's a question you ask me after every game. Uh, I'll give you all this I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. Um, we have not, you don't know, we have no idea what this team can be of and when you have, you know, you know, Trev, who who's his first, just the second game back, um, no K-none. Um, I missed, you know, a, a bunch of games. Now AD's out, you know, and a bunch of guys in protocol or head coaches out, so how can we really fully assess what we have, you know, when we haven't been whole? We haven't, I can't remember the last time, you know, we, you know, played the same starting lineup and had the same rotation coming off the bench. It's been a long time, so um, it's hard to assess that.
3: Just how pivotal was it when Melo got tossed for for your guys' depth in the front
5: court? Um, I mean, he was making a good run, but at the end of the day, he had a valid point. Obviously, you want nobody to get, you know, you don't never want to get tossed and lose a, a guy. But I mean, if you look at the replay, he got hit in the ribs when you're shooting a jump shot, and the ref literally didn't call it. So, um, you know, not not saying it's okay to ever be tossed, but. He had a point, and he had a reason for it. Appreciate it.
1: All right, that was LeBron James and interim Lakers head coach David Fisdell. I mean, I only say that because Frank Vogel tested positive for COVID. He's in health and safety protocols. He should come back in the very near future. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. I mean, this this the, the makeup of this team is not good. The pieces don't fit, even when they were healthy. So it's not like... Look at the season that Anthony Davis was having, and if they can just get him back. He didn't, he wasn't having a good season. He didn't have a good year last year. The the team when they were healthy did not look good. And GA, they've played the easiest schedule up until this point. So it's really important to, to to realize that not only are they 16 and 16. They are 16 and 16. While playing the easiest schedule in the league, it will only get harder. Again, beginning with their game against the, the uh, Suns, they're now gonna start playing against the best teams in the league. And so when 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 people say, Well, listen, you know, LeBron's missed 12 games and this, that, and the other, you don't you shouldn't have to have LeBron James to hold on to a 26-point lead. Against the Oklahoma City Thunder, or hold on to a night nine point, nineteen point lead against the Thunder, or to beat some of the worst teams in the in the league. So they they're not only sixteen and sixteen through the first thirty two games of the season; they are sixteen and sixteen while playing the easiest schedule in the league. It will only get harder, and they have not shown at all this season that they can play up up to the level of the competition. Because the fact of the matter is, they're a five hundred team.
2: Yeah, this is crazy. I mean, I predicted that they wouldn't be good, but I didn't think that they were going to be terrible, right? I mean, this is this is not Laker basketball. You know, if you're used to what you know our generation is used to, you're used to them being. I mean, there's going to be lulls. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but this is just this is crazy. Who could have predicted you know sixteen and sixteen and possibly being less than 500 uh come yeah. post christmas right and vegas at least as has them right now at plus 1000 to win the nba finals
1: yeah so- i mean you know their odds in vegas will always be greater than they should be in terms of like there's a lot of laker fans out there a lot of a lot of los angeles money coming in and to be honest i mean there, there were some people taking flyers on this team you know and they're probably some people who will still do that. I'm telling you right now, folks, this team is not winning a championship. This team, at this point, it's a coin flip whether they make the playoffs or not. Again, these projections, these machines that kind of you know, predict how the season will go, they are predicting that the Lakers will finish the season below 500. And by the way, if they lose uh, on Thursday to the Spurs, they'll be below 500. And they're saying that, they, that it's a coin flip. 50 50 chance for them to make the playoffs right now. So forget it. In the the immortal words of Jim Mora championship? Playoffs? (laughs) We'll see. Um, All right, GA. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy.
4: Live in the Arash Markazi Show,
0: on a new generation of radio, the, the all-new all like and mightier 1090
5: AM. thing, currency chasing, worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces, shed
4: tears as we bury brothers close to heart, what was a friend, now a ghost in the dark, hard part
5: about a brother got smoked by a fiend, trying floss on a blind to a broken man's dreams, a hard lesson, court cases keep them guessing, an so I'm stressing be free life in the making money over words learn how
0: to thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a 5 star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b
4: l e a v on youtube